Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. My name is Molly Silva and today it's just me and Georgia Moore on the mics as Keely's got her real job to attend to. But nonetheless, we are all super excited to bring you today's halftime huddle interview. If you're new around here, these halftime huddle interviews are deeper dive conversations than what we get in our regular eps, and they feature some of our favourite athletes and sports insiders. If you're a rugby league fan, YKTR as a brand is no doubt familiar to you. Or at the least, we can guarantee you've got a couple of guys you follow on Instagram who've uploaded a pic in a YKTR t-shirt. Well, today we sit down with Isaac John, better known as Ice, a former NRL player and one of the founders and drivers of YKTR. A passionate business owner that takes the complete opposite approach to gatekeeping when it comes to sharing his and his brand's journey, Ice is a compelling and hardworking game changer in the space. Georgia and I chat with him early on a Monday morning, the only spot in this very busy guy's schedule, about the evolution of YKTR into something bigger than a clothing brand his personal philosophies around business, and of course, our burning questions about the next drop of the She Knows merch. Massive thanks to Ice for making the time to hang out, and now it's into the show. Thank you so much for making the time, and um, if you're ready to go, we'll just jump straight into it. The first question I have is... An important one that I was thinking about when we were actually going through the questions in that. Does anyone call you Isaac or are you just ice all the time? Um, I, people, when they like when they ask for my coffee name, like I say, I still say Isaac. So I'm um, just baristas at the moment. But yeah, a lot of people call me ice. Um, my mom used to call me Izzy. That was kind of like my nickname growing up. So I was the youngest child. So it was always Izzy. So anyone that knows me super closely, uh, they call me Izzy. Um, but yeah, unless it's formal or I'm in trouble or a coffee. Uh, that's when I get the Isaac. There you go. Well, we start every one of our interviews like this on Chicks and Balls with a round of Fast Five. So these questions are like your warm-up. We're a sports podcast. You feel like that's important, hey? A bit of a leg swing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, G, you kick us off with these Fast Five questions. Well, it, it is apologies from Keely too. She's usually the Fast Five queen, but she had work this morning, so taking over. Um, one, Donda or Certified Lover Boy? Uh, certified Lover Boy. We were just discussing that, yeah. We're definitely in, in Camp Donda, but we'll, we'll let it slide. Another controversial question next um, to Yeah, even more controversial. Sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? I'm cupboard. Yes, yes, finally. Welcome. Not many of us yeah. out there. Um, just just at the back of that, I hate chocolate in the fridge. I, f- I feel like it adjusts the taste. Thank you. Yes. If it was meant to be in the fridge, they would put it in the fridge at the supermarket. Agree, agree. <laughs> That's the way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, number three, is there a book or podcast you're loving at the moment that you'd recommend? Uh, podcast. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm always Gary V, so I'm big into the NFT space right now, so I'm sort of diving into everything. He's sort of talking about that, so he's always going to be my guy no matter what. Very biased. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, number four, who are you backing in to win the NRL Premiership? Uh, Melbourne Storm. Uh, just just love them as organisation from top to bottom. Uh, just well-run club, obviously run businesses now, so you can appreciate that style um, from top to bottom. And just, just oh, I'm, we're about to talk about it on, on our podcast, but they've just got the longest spine. Like mm. it's kind of like a sausage dog. So they've got like four players that play in the spine and they all, they're all fucking elite. So um, love Melbourne, really love Melbourne. 
No arguments here. <laughs> um, and fifth and final, favourite all-time sp- sporting movie? Oh, remember the Titans? Yes. I think that just just hits Classic. you in the feels. Um, I don't know. Actually, I done a vlog the other day, and I, and I I needed some motivational music behind it, so I actually went remember the Titans <laughs> music and put it behind. So that, that usually gets the um, gets me going. That movie. Yeah, stunning. It's a good one. So into the real questions now. Um, on paper, YKTR might be considered just a clothing brand to some people who don't really see it for its entirety, but it has grown into so much more than that over the years. So if you had to describe YKTR to someone who'd never heard of it, what would you say? That's a really good question. Uh, probably a media company first or a lifestyle brand if I was in a short, um, like in an elevator pitch to them as well. But yeah, I, I see us as a media company first and mm-hmm. that was very much Gary V. where once we started making vlogs and started documenting the journey, we, we ended up selling a lot more product and for us it's clothes. So um, I don't really even love clothes or anything. As I just use it as a vehicle to do the things that I wanted to do. So I wanted to um, travel and create and hang out with my mates and by selling clothes, this is the way that we've done it. So that's sort of the short version of it. Would you say that going about it that way has been part of the success? Um, One of the things I love is is how loyal people are to the brand. And I think Mm. it's even in the way that you guys are always reposting kind of fans, you know, photos in their kit and that. Is that a big part of it, do you think? Oh, of course. Like we just we kind of label ourselves like the people's brand as well. So um, I remember hearing like the people, the brand closest to the people are always going to win. So we double down on that. It's really important to us. Um, anything else that we build, it's always there. But on the other side of it now, like we're at that point now, we're like, oh shit, we're starting to go okay now. So we've had people that used to love us now starting to jump off because we're starting to go okay. Mm. Very Australian-like. We've got new people coming on and go, where have you guys been my whole life? And then we've got people that actually absolutely hate us and, and all, all these realities ex- exist and they're all truths, but it's just part of that journey and you just got to accept it for what it is. So but it's still fun. I still love it. I still love everything about it. That's the most important thing, right? So mm-hmm. why has it been so important to you as a business owner to continuously evolve in this way and keep adding different elements? Um, I would get bored if I was just doing the one thing. If I was just making clothes like the whole time or designing clothes, very loosely when I say design, we're not, we put YKTR somewhere else. <laughs> Um, I'll just get bored. So I feel like I can do a lot of things at once. Um, I love to do a lot of things at once. I've got YKTR, YKTR Sports, actually involved in three other businesses at the same time. So I enjoy being busy. Um, I, I really enjoy DMs. So I measure success off the DMs that we receive, both both positive and negative. I feel like if we're getting a bunch of negative ones, it usually means we're going all right as well. And then I get a bunch of messages going, oh, you've helped me change my life. So um, we've had people with drug addictions gone into rehab off the back of podcasts, um, had well over 200 people start clothing brands off the back of the free ebooks and education that we do as well. So uh, it's just the right way to do it. And we, we like we shine light on up and coming brands and up and coming podcasts. We're not afraid to do anything like that because well, the biggest lesson I've learned that there's many cross correlations between sports and business. And the one that doesn't cross-correlate is in sports, for there to be a winner, there has to be a loser. Mm. And business is the opposite. Like, I can win and you guys can win and everyone else can win. So if whatever we build and we can help bring people up as well, um, I'm all about that as well. It's just the right way to do things, man. Like, the way I measure success is like, can I go to sleep at night or am I proud of the day that I've just had? And if I can go to sleep at night with a clear mind and wake up with an excited soul, um, I'll just keep doing whatever I want to do. That's how I sort of live life. I think the way that a lot of people approach business is almost the opposite 
to that. Mm. Like that's a quite a subversive way to look at it. And you see so often, um, especially with, you know, small businesses that go have a really big moment or something like that. There's a lot of gatekeeping that happens. How did you kind of come to that philosophy? Is it through your Gary V's? Like what has made you be this person who's very open and giving with a lot of the lessons you've learned? Uh, very much Gary V, like you just said. And putting it into practice and seeing the results of it. So like a really good marketing tip is to help people. And if you can help them do it, they're going to help you get yours. And it's as simple as that. So yeah, like you said, there's a lot of gatekeeping and like, here's my cars, let me hold it close to me. But everyone like clothes are clothes. It's like a piece of cotton sewn up in a certain way and there's there's four holes in it. And now we call it a (laughs) t-shirt. Like you're not, you're not going to change the clothing game. And a lot of people come in thinking that they are. They're like, oh, look at my design here. I've put it like up here instead of like, on your chest and like, oh, that's cool. Like, unless you get a t-shirt that can clean itself, like you're not really <laughs> going to change like the clothing game as well. But what you can do is change how people feel when they start to buy your clothes. Mm. So we've had people crying when they've opened up a YKTR hoodie. We've had the, one of the crazier ones I've had is um, there was a guy, his wife was giving birth and he was like showing like the video. He had the phone going like that. Like, oh, look, 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 the baby's head's coming out and he had a YKTR shirt on. He goes, I just want someone to see YKTR, um, my baby to see YKTR as it comes out so stuff like that um we were making kids clothes for a bit and their first birthdays like a lot of yktr kids wearing clothes and i always think oh when they're 21 they're going to look back on their first birthday party and they're going to be like what's that brand and hopefully we're Mm. built a nostalgic brand and the sort of sad side of this as well like we've had families bury their kids in in yktr clothes as well um so it ranges like like i got like goosebumps i can't like it just makes me feel like we're doing something right and like, like I said, it's only like cotton, like mm. fabric sewn up in a certain way. But um, obviously, if you can make someone feel good about doing that, um, it's really, really important to me. Yeah, I think the f- sort of first time I was introduced to that concept and that being how you guys functioned was I was across YKTR as a clothing brand because all my friends wear it. Mm. But the content and everything you guys create harry grant is my housemate and when you guys oh, first got a, <laughs> yeah baby goat um when you guys first got around us as a podcast i was like came down to cooper and harry and i was like guys like why can't you repost us or something and harry was like ice is so good like that he's just like whatever venture anyone wants to start like mm. whatever anyone's doing he's getting around people like give so much tips and stuff and that was when i sort of started getting more across your content and i think that you're right like you clearly reaping the rewards of that attitude so it's really yeah good. and I, I remember after they won origin me and scope were up there with him and like we were just blind so we're just oh we'll give away a hundred dollar gift card you just got to write baby goat on harry grant's page and like you're sitting on his phone just going like what the fuck's going on so um, great <laughs> it was like guys. us when you did that um competition with us yeah, we were like what the fuck is happening in our notifications <laughs> yeah so, so cool. i we usually like i do that for other things as well like i wanted to get pip edwards on my podcast one time so i usually kind of use it to harass uh, people to get on my podcast as well. If they're not, if they're not replying to my DMs, I'll, I'll go take that route. Oh, that's it. I think that's a pretty good way to do it. Um, so we're kind of touching on this already, but I was reading, you know, some of the tweets that you post quite prolifically on your Instagram. And one that really stuck with me um, was where you wrote, I think I can help a lot of people. And I hope I look back on this and say you were right. You know, how, I mean, like I said, you've already been touching on this, but how do you hope to help people? Um, you're asking some really good questions. Um, 
I just like for me, like initially when I started off, I just wanted to help like kind of football players transition into post football. Um, I don't think a lot of them are doing it that well. I don't think they're maximizing their leverage. That's one way. Um, in terms of like the way I've been brought up, I grew up in a really rough town. I didn't grow up rough, but my town was rough. Um, and as an Islander, you kind of think you can only play sports or that's about it. Um, so that, that sort of breakdown there as well. Um, just want to change per- people's perspective on success as well. Like I talk about a bunch of things that people don't like, like real estate's one. Like, mm. like, I don't think real estate's a good investment for your average person. And a lot of people hate me for that. A lot of people hate me that I say, oh, you don't need to go to university. Um, so there's so many angles or so many arms to that, that question that I really, really like. I think the Islander one is kind of important for me. Um, like I said, like, when I grew up, I was like, if you don't go to uni, you have to play sports. Mm. If you don't, like my town, everyone works in a factory. And um, I just knew I didn't want to work in a factory. So I hope people, hopefully people look at me, athletes look at me and start using their brand in a lot more positive way where they can also help people, but also help get their own and transition outside of football. And a bunch of Islander kids or Maldi kids, they want to look at me and go, oh, maybe I don't have to play sports or, or, or rap now or do something to get out of their certain circumstances as well. So I just want to help people in that way, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm a black fella. I'm Aboriginal myself, so we have a really similar trend in our community, and um, I think that that can resonate with a lot of people, you know, regardless whether they're islander or not, um, to show what you can achieve. Agree, agree, agree. Yeah. And so, again, this is something that we've kind of already spoken about, but you are so committed to sharing a lot of your learnings. You have those free e-books that you mentioned, your blueprint course. Um out of the stories that you said, is there that of the success, I guess, in response to what you share, is there one in particular that really stands out to you um, or has really stuck with you so far? Um, I've had about eight people saying that they'll commit suicide. Wow. And if it wasn't for the podcast, um, like I've had guys that I was standing on the train tracks and your podcast was the last thing I was going to listen to. And wow. you said something and it really resonated with me. So I jumped off. <laughs> I'm not reading it like this. Like, oh shit. Like I need to start making more content. Um, and it's kind of a scary position to put in. And it's great that you can have that influence on someone. Um, but you also think you're like, Oh fuck, I just need to keep turning up as well. So it also puts a lot of pressure on you as well. Um, I seem to be the guy that people come to when things go wrong as well. I'm not too sure why, even if I do know them or if I know them personally, like I find myself in these types of conversations. So I'm sort of grateful that I can be that guy. Um, in terms of business, a lot of people quit their jobs and, and go into e-commerce full time and go from turning over like 5,000 to six figures in, in a year, you wow. know what I mean? Stuff like that's pretty cool. And one of the greatest things is when you can, in my opinion, we can leave like your job and, and like that's like freedom for you where you can mm. work on your own terms. And uh, the first time I'd done that, I was, I was getting paid $35,000 a year from YKTR and it felt like I'd won so much money. Like I got paid $40,000 to play a test match when I saw the Kiwi. So I got a 20K bonus from my club at Penrith and then I got a 20K match fee. And I, like me making 35K a year was more exciting than obviously representing my country and stuff because it was something that I built up on my own and um, I don't know, I just like, you know, I just felt like, I just felt like the man for like a half a day, you know what I mean? I was like, oh shit, I'm on 35k. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, that whole thing when you make your own dinner at home, it tastes better because you've made it yourself. It's it's like that, right? Working for yourself and being able to pay yourself in that way. Spot on. <laughs> um, so again, this is something that you've kind of touched on, but you have such a huge platform and you're always going to have people who have problems with the decisions that you make. And what I find so unique is your approach 
to those kinds of comments that are more on the negative side, whether it's a comment on a post or DMs and you share them and how you interact in, in, in that way and how you have those kind of more dynamic conversations than kind of either block or deleting. I think that's really, I don't see people do that very often. Why, mm. why do you do that? There's no education on it. Like we, we haven't gone to school and gone, oh, like this is how you deal with haters. Mm. Um, so like to say that it doesn't always affect me, if you get me on a bad day, like someone could say something so small and I'm, I'm, I'm almost about to reply. Mm. Um, but then I sort of just sit back and I was like, oh man, like imagine someone taking their time to set up a email account to then set up a fake Instagram account and then mm. come all the way around to you just to comment on you because they don't like something that you're doing. I was like, oh, like you got to start feeling sorry for those types of people. And as I've gotten older and as I have conversations with lots of people, like a lot of people haven't had the life that I have had and I'm grateful for everything I have. So sort of just to reply to them in a negative way, is just going to add that might make their life. They're obviously looking for a reaction, but when I reply in a positive way and then post it, um, and not, not everyone likes that. Like sometimes I've forgotten to cross out the name and everyone's like, oh, you're fake, you're blah, blah, all this sort of stuff as well. Um, I, I, I can understand why people don't like me as well. So I'm, I'm very like, I'll say it very direct as well and in terms of tweets and stuff like that. So uh, you just got to my, – my favourite analogy is like the sun. So like a lot of people see the sun and, and see summer and, and go to the beach and vitamin D, but then other people will see the sun and see drought and bushfires and, and my cattle's got no fucking – like it's too dry out here, you know what I mean? So both those realities exist, but like for me, there's people that go, bro, I love you, I love everything about you, um, you've changed my life, and there's people who go, yeah, I fucking hate you, you're a fraud, all this sort of stuff as well, and both realities exist, so if I sway too far one way, the world's always going to put them back the other way, and I'm big on staying neutral. Do people ever change their minds when you respond to them in that way? Yep. Um, a lot of them come back, and they'll reply on their real page, and go, oh, fuck, I'm sorry, I was just having a bad day, and... Um, you're the first person that's shown me love in, in a long, long time. Um, also the other way as well, like I've had people going, oh, I should change my life and then swings back and like, oh, he's like the fake Gary Vee. Like, <laughs> both both realities exist. And um, the more I'm in this, the more I sort of, sort of solidifies that, that truth for, for me. It's, it sounds like you have to be so sure of yourself and like really self-aware to deal with that because, you know, I, I can't imagine engaging in that in a way – I, I don't know. I just feel like that's really hard. Like how have you helped, how have you grown into someone who feels really comfortable with acknowledging that there's always going to be people who hate you like that or whatever? Um, just, I don't know. You just kind of like, um, I heard Gary Vee talk about it one time called the eight mile effect where if you've seen the movie eight mile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the last rap battle when Eminem, like he's got the mic and he takes the piss out of himself. Mm-hmm. Like, the hardest person to take that piss out of is the person that takes the piss out of themselves. So whenever something's bad's happened within business and like we've had some really bad days here where like we've done like 30 to 35K fuck ups, like mm-hmm. we've sent out so much stuff and had to refund it back and it's cost us like 35K and to sort of front the camera and go, hey guys, like it's me again, like we're fucked up. Um, you, you get a lot of lessons from that. And like, like I said, like I always want to measure myself on how I can go to sleep at night and how I wake up in the morning. I think it's a very simple way to live. Um, but I just feel like just owning all your own flaws and, and, and wearing your owls and wearing them with proud because everyone else has got them as well. Mm. Not everyone shows them, but um, everyone's got their own owls and I just rock mine. Yeah. I think the way that you talk about yourself and business is so refreshing in it's not like it's the fine line between you know, cockiness and confidence. Like there are very few people who talk about their own self or business in the sort of um, like in the good way and like you're so proud and confident in your accomplishments and in who you are and highlighting your successes, which is great. And I think you walk the line well in a way that it doesn't come across as arrogant 
to me at least and like you said there's two realities so I'm sure there's people that don't agree with that but (laughs) where do you find that confidence in being like no it's okay to celebrate those successes and to promote those successes and to talk about ourselves in a way that is um, self-complimentary that's a really great question because it goes against everything that we do as Australians and yeah for sure like the zero tall poppy syndrome coming out of your inside (laughs) which is sometimes the hardest thing to to stop um, like th- oh no, it's not that. Like we're just we just do it like this. Yeah, yeah. Like no, we're changing the game. Like, um, I sort of learned this in football where you couldn't really be yourself when you're outside of the football. Like would go out and have a drink and you pretend it had to be like in a certain way. And one thing I learned when I moved into business or started making content is like I really wanted to be myself no matter what. So if someone saw me out drinking, they're like oh, you're not supposed to be drinking? I was like, yeah, I've been documenting it the whole time. So I think the really important part for this question is is to show like the bad with the good. So if anyone calls me out on anything, I've probably already brought it up before. Like crypto is a big thing right now and I'll show days where we have really good days and then last week I lost $10,000. So as a tweet, I go, hey guys, I've just like lost 10K. I'm just posting this now. So later on down the track when someone calls me (laughs) a hater, (laughs) I can tag you in this. So um, I think it's, I think like, like, like you said, the balance of I'm, – I'm confident in the way I speak and I'll, I'll make outlandish statements. And I'm like, I want to build the best clothing company in Australia. I'll say that and I'll say that publicly. But the other side of it is I don't really care if I, I fail mm. as well. Mm. So I think people can see that as well. So we had a brand called Tech Project that fucking failed. And I was like, oh, hey, guys, here's a podcast and this is why we failed. Mm. <laughs> Look, come learn from my mistakes. So if you really follow my journey, I'll talk about both aspects as well. Um, but if you might, might see like a Marco clip of me and you've never heard of me before, a lot of people will go, oh, he's only, he's only doing well because he knows football players. Mm. Like someone goes to me, would you rather know football players or learn Facebook ads? And I go, Facebook ads is a thousand times more valuable. Yeah. Than <laughs> that feels familiar, player. that concept. <laughs> like we've, we've got the old, like we get it, clout chasers, you're friends with the boys. Yeah, like. yeah. And, and that's what it is. And that's just people who don't understand the work that we're putting in behind the scenes. Mm. Like it's great to know football players, but they're not the be or end or of business or podcasting Absolutely. or anything. Like they're usually like lazy and, and <laughs> you know what I mean? They use their day off, days off to cruise and chill. And, um, but yeah, it's just showing both sides of you as well. Mm. Like the wins are going to happen and the, the losses are going to happen as well. And just make sure you're the same on, on both sides. And much like that sun analogy, right? There's always going to be good. There's always going to be bad. If you stay neutral and, and do it, I get more excited about our losses. Cause I was like, Oh, this is going to make fun content. <laughs> Me and Simi will start fighting and, like, and we're not doing content just, we're not creating fights. Like these are genuine arguments that we're having. I was like, oh, this is a good lesson for people to learn from. So <laughs> it's interesting. Um, another part of the the story of YKTR is, um, especially in 2021, YKTR Sports has really cemented itself as a platform for athlete voices. We're just talking about footballers, especially to counter a lot of the narrative that comes through in mainstream media, which I think we personally have really um, enjoyed watching because it's a big part of our ethos is to kind of bring a bit of more of the truth from the player's perspective to some of these stories. The post from Fox League on Corey Norman is one that comes to mind that really blew up and was awful in a lot of ways. Was this a conscious decision to start going in that direction with the page? Nah, we've always sort of been like that. So the reason why YKTR Sports started up is because we were sick of like the narrative that the media already had. So I was actually flying back from my Nan's funeral roughly about two years ago as well. And I was like, 
And I was sitting on podcasts and I was going, fuck, like, why, why, why is Fox Sports doing this? And why is Paul Ken doing this? And I just, I remember listening to myself back subconsciously and I was like, but if you're not going to do anything about it, like, just like shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? So um, that was sort of the start of it where we wanted to be the platform that the players trusted the most. And if something went down, they could come to us. But eventually, uh, with the way I see it, is players are just going to treat themselves as media platforms. I think mm-hmm. probably Sean Johnson does it the best right now. Yeah. Whenever, whenever something happens, he'll come out, put a post out of it straight away. So initially, I thought it was going to be us, where people come to us and we'll we'll do the story for you. We'll ask questions that aren't loaded and we'll pump, pump it out for you guys. But I think the best way to do it is individuals to do it themselves. And you see someone like Latrell Mitchell, who when thing whenever something happens, he just goes. Whoosh. Yeah, it goes back and like he doesn't say anything and what that does is allow media to create stories and all this sort of stuff like I don't think he has to go out and make a public apology to because he hurt someone that's him and Joey Manu's like issue you yeah. know what I mean they're, they're boys like they can sort it out they're grown mm. men they can sort it out on their own we'll talk about it 100% as a media company but it should be like 48 hours and then move on you know what I mean and now it just sort of leaves time and people start why haven't you come out and made an apology? He's like, fuck, it's none of your business. Yeah. So, so, and like the Corey Norman scenario was obviously forefront of mine because he's a part of this and yeah. he's like our best friend. It just felt yuck. Yeah. Um, and we, we would have done that anyway if it was anyone else, but, and we have done that in the past. Like I think Alex Glenn, there was an Alex Glenn one that happened a while ago. Um, but obviously, I mean, it's not someone that's close to you. And like, cause I've got Corey Norman's, I've got Corey's um, Instagram account. Um, and so I post and stuff on him when he does business stuff because he's too lazy. <laughs> um, but when when he's playing games, like you should see some of the comments that yeah. come through as well. And that, that sort of adds to the frustration from my end. So you'll have Dragons fans and a, a Dragons fan that's got three kids and he's telling Corey to go fucking kill himself because yeah. like Corey's dropped the ball. You know what I mean? And this is, this is like weekly. Mm. And obviously Corey hasn't played well and he's paid well to do what he's doing. He's in a position that dictates results and he hasn't been doing it hundred mm. percent. Like he, he deserves to get criticized as a football player. But when you start personally attacking people and saying like, you should kill yourself, um, starts to get a little bit yuck for me. So we'll start calling that out too. And then with this times I've, I've started screenshotting all these and I was going to post it and tag, but I don't, I don't think that's the answer as well. Mm. I don't think um, like the, off the back of that Fox sports one, there was a guy that was getting death threats off the back of that. So if we post that, our fan base is just going to go after Like I've had people go, give me, let me find out their address so we can go over and like flog them. Yeah. Like, no, no, this, this isn't the way that they should go. So I think it's more so about education and, and um, just trying to educate everyone about everything that it's probably not the right way to like money only solves money problems. Mm. A lot of people go, Oh, he's on a million dollars. He should be able to handle that. No, that's not it. Like mm. you should not be talking to another person like that. Full stop, whether he plays sports, whatever he does, you know what I mean? So, um, We've got a long way to go, and if we if we can change that narrative by one to five percent of the sporting nation, I'd I'd be I'd class that as success. Mm, absolutely. Have you had any kind of um, contact or communication with any of those big outlets? Like, that's something that always interests me because obviously posts like that go so much more viral than even you know a Fox Sports post. Is mm. there any conversation there? Um, nah. So like, we, obviously we get frustrated by a lot of the things that in around. I'm sure you guys do as well. Um, like you, you don't really like if if we pissed off Vlandy's too much, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. not hard for him to go. Wait, see you later. Yeah. Or like Fox Sports, like they've got the the TV rights for the deal as well. Um, so and when when that Corey stuff happened, I was on the phone to Clint Newton, who's a good friend of mine who runs the RLPA, and mm-hmm. he 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 got in contact with the guy from Fox Sports straight away. So it's not like. Oh, we can we can call everything out and get frustrated and all that sort of stuff as well. But then, then it kind of becomes like an us versus them, mm. where maybe if we we just hold 
Fox Sports to a higher standard. Like, they've got the TV rights to the game and all they try and do is write negative stories. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, we've literally got the best product. We've got a bunch of funny characters that, and, and a game that's um, crammed into 80 minutes that's full of contact and highlights. And, like, we're not – like, Rugby Union, for example, I love Rugby Union, but there's not too many characters in and around there. Like, we've got Cheese and all those sorts of guys that are fun to watch. We've got this beautiful package of sports and entertainment bundled up. And then we've got the Fox Sports who've got the TV rights that just write negative stories about yeah. the boys. It just doesn't make – just does not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's like me selling T-shirts and going – don't buy it. There's a hole in it. <laughs> like, it's just, like, and that's, that's kind of the frustrating part of it as well. But um, hopefully it can change. And it's a, like someone said, tall poppy syndrome is a national disgrace. Mm. Um, and that's one of our biggest ones at the moment, I reckon. It's embarrassing. Yeah. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Um, I'm sure you get this question a lot, but you've got a really great story of the post footy transition. Um, so what advice do you give other players or athletes to prepare for that retirement or pursuing things like starting a business? Um, maximize your leverage while you've got it. Um, so I'm in, I'm in probably about two, three group chats with cheese and like, he's always asking quick, like the Melbourne boys and all blacks boys, Mm. they, they, I can see why they're successful clubs built different. Built different, <laughs> like educate themselves. Like Kenny, Kenny Bromwich is, we, we got a crypto group chat. It's me, Cheese, Kenny Bromwich and TJ Perinara from the All Blacks. And those boys, man, all they do is ask questions, ask questions, go out, educate themselves, come back, form like a, a, like a really good opinion and then put money into it. Obviously, they've got a little bit of money there as well. But, man, maximise leverage while you have. Um, treat people well. Like, so, so treat your fan base well. Um, like and reply to comments and you become a lot more likeable. And therefore, you can have conversations with people that are in a higher position than you. Like the Roosters guys are the ones, like in Melbourne, for example, as well. Like I'd, I'd be chatting to Mark Boris, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nick Politis. I wouldn't be asking him for my more money. I'll be yeah. asking him for his time. I was like, hey, bro, can I come hang around with you for a day? Mm-hmm. So maximize the leverage while you have, but do it in a nice way. Do it where you're trying to educate yourself, um, hang around people that are smarter than you. Don't be using it trying, trying to get free coffees and, and fucking a box of kombucha. Like, <laughs> That's how NRL players use the leverage right now. Because, like, if an NRL player hits me up, I'm probably going to reply to him because he's got the leverage of having an NRL player. That's just the leverage that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, same as a Roosters player to Mark Boris. Mark Boris is probably going to help out a Roosters player because he plays for his club. Yeah, yeah. So maximise your leverage that way. Make content. You have to be making some type of content, uh, whether it's Instagram, whether you start a podcast. I think the 257 boys do it really, really well. Um, they're the ones that probably could go really, really big. If, yeah. Um, but the, like those Melbourne boys, like Harry Grant, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in those boys. Like, what are they doing? Like, what's, what's cheese eating? Like, what's Cooper? What, what shit are they talking? What movie are they watching? Just shit, always. Yeah. <laughs> and about five movies a day for Cooper. So <laughs> I'll come home from a day off and it'll be like recently viewed on Netflix and there's like five new movies in from the night before. I'm like, what did you do all day? <laughs> but see, I just find those guys interesting. And like, I'm a lot older than those guys, but like, I was like, what are they up to? Like, I just want to know. Mm. So, um, and content doesn't always have to be super polished. Um, the sort of big ethos we have at YKTR Sports is we don't really care about score lines and stats and we care about what they're up to Monday to Friday. Like, what's cheese eat after a game? <laughs> yeah, I think we're in the same boat. We want to see that kind of stuff all the time. Um, you're obviously a really, really busy guy. You've got us up nice and early to record this podcast even. What do your work hours look like at the moment? Um, so I get up about 3.30 to 4. It's just what time I wake up. I don't know God. why. Like I'm not setting alarms or anything. Um, spend the first couple of hours on myself. Like I either go for a walk, run, swim, something along those lines. Get to work about 6.37 and then 
uh, we're content based very early on. So the first hour or two, we'll cram our content, then it allows everyone to go work. And then I'll just work on um, uh, other things as well. So it changes from day to day. Um, today I'm working on like winter collections and a bit of marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're dropping clothes on Thursday as well. So it changes. Um, not that exciting. I sit behind a laptop most of the time, but yeah, that's about it. And I, I get home about two mm-hmm. in the afternoon and then um, I spend time either like it's summer at the moment. So go for a swim or walk mellow my dog. And then I usually try and read or do some courses or something at nighttime. And then I'm in bed by 7.38. And how do you balance that, that work and life or look after yourself? Um, it's, it's kind of a, like, this is fun for me. So the same way people go play golf for fun or, or play, sit on a PlayStation um, this is just fun for me. Like, I don't really need that balance. Mm. <laughs> like, I actually enjoy coming to work as much as I enjoy going home as well. So I, I used to think the same about Cameron Smith. I'm like, why the fuck would you keep playing? You're like, you're 39. <laughs> um, but football just, like, looks fun for him. So, yeah, I don't really need balance. Um, I, I, every part of my life I like. I love waking mm. up. I love working out. I love going for a swim. I love driving to work because it's like 40 minutes of podcasting. I love coming to work. I love going home from work. Um, I don't need balance. My life is balanced. That that's is the whole thing. You that's do what dream. you love and you never work a day in your life. Pretty much, pretty much. That's you, still awesome. have, you still have your rough days. Obviously, Simi comes through and <laughs> annoying. So you got to balance all that sort of shit out, but everything else is, is golden. Oh, that's unreal. Well, the last question that I have is um, we, and this is one that we were quite excited by, um, when you dropped the first She Knows line, um, mm. that was teased for a long time. It's it's really cool. How did you feel about the response to that? And what's the vision moving forward with She Knows? Yeah, so um, it sold out straight away, which mm. is pretty cool for us and um, something we've become accustomed to as well. But I just didn't expect it to happen with the girls sort of side of it as well. But initially, like when it, everyone's asked us to do girls clothes for a while, but it kind of felt cash grabby to me. Yeah. Um, we we know we kind of know it was going to go okay, but now we really want to build it out. Um, same way that we built out YKTR. So instead of just us trying to sell clothes, we we build the media on top of it as well. So we've got a couple of people in mind. Um, obviously, you girls probably come to mind now. You sit in front of me as well as the sports <laughs> girls as well. Um, we we just kind of want to provide a platform where females can come through and create some really cool content and and build their own personal brands up as well. And as as from a business standpoint, the bottom of the funnel was we'll sell clothes as well. So mm-hmm. we're not really hiding from that fact. But we can also build a community around the and I can't I can't be building like female content because it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? I can't be sitting there going like, what's 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 birth like? <laughs> what's birth like? Or, or going through like menstrual cycles or anything like that. You know, what I mean? just the content we love. Yeah, yeah, that, like that type of stuff. And like I listen to a lot of girls' content as well, and it's super interesting. And, uh, and I love I love when girls like a little bit more laid back as well. Mm. Like you know what I mean? And obviously you girls do it really really well. Um, How to be a good bitch. That that mm. podcast makes me laugh as well. They so, are real. And sometimes people just need a platform um, yeah. and that they don't really have it. So we've got a platform right now. Um, eventually this whole podcast is this whole office is going to be a podcast studio. So people can just rock up and obviously you girls can use it whenever you want, um, come through and just create content and we'll build up a She Knows platform. And the reason why I like She Knows obviously sort of rolls off the back, of, you know, like, you know, the rules, but it could be like, she knows health, she knows music, she knows mm. sports. Um, it's got a nice little, little tone to it as well. And then eventually build out like the health side of it as well, a holistic whole, um, we'll, we'll move into active where 
Jade Spoon is a friend of mine where mm-hmm. she's building out apps and stuff at the moment and can move into that sort of space. So uh, from a business standpoint, it's fucking exciting for me. Um, obviously, females are consumers. Yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're not afraid to buy things online and stuff as well. But then also girls need someone to relate to as well. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't – and we've got tongue-in-cheek with girls and stuff as well. Like our content is like – obviously, Simi's here talking shit and <laughs> like we'll say like, oh, girls think silent treatment's a bad thing, but it's like actually not that bad. So <laughs> – <laughs> we kind of we kind of want the female version to swing back there, but then also add value to people's lives, and that's a big part of the media that we do. If we're not trying to make you um, laugh, we're actually trying to make you think. So mm. it's a big thing of everything that we do here. So I'm excited for it. Um, obviously, it needs money and time. So two things that we're trying to get at the moment, but I'm excited for it. Oh, we're excited for it too. Sounds unreal. Mm. Um, well, Ice, thank you so much for this chat. I feel like. I've learnt a lot just from your perspective and I think everyone who listened to it um, will feel the same. Um, yeah, thanks so much. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Obviously love some of those questions. They're questions I haven't heard for, um, before. So um, That's a win. Fun. That is a win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for the time and effort and the research. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Chicks and Balls, the podcast. A massive thank you once again to Ice for making the time. We feel very inspired to go out and be our best businesswomen and get around that she knows development as it happens. If you're enjoying the show, make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you hit that subscribe button. If you are listening on Spotify, hit that follow. Check out our official Chicks and Balls pump up and country music playlist. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls No Pod. We really hope you're enjoying the show. If you really like these longer form interviews, make sure you let us know. Our DMs are always open. And other than that, we'll catch you next time. Bye.